0: Welcome to the She Talks Health podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepherd. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease, to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at SheTalksHealth.com, and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, 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 everyone. This is Sophie Shepard, your host for the She Talks Health podcast. And welcome back to yet another solo episode on the She Talks Health podcast. I love these solo episodes. I love going super, super deep with you guys just as a friendly reminder, there's always a correlating blog on my website, shetalkshealth.com, that goes along with the podcast. So if there's ever a word that you're like, how do I even type that into Google? You can go over to the blog and check it out and make sure that you get all of your questions answered. Today is going to be a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for so long that I almost forgot that we never covered it on the blog and on the podcast, and that is the connection between estrogen, histamine, and PMS. Holy smokes, this is such a common thing that's going on for the majority of clients that I work with is this histamine, estrogen, PMS connection. And in this episode, we'll talk about what this connection is, what histamine and histamine intolerance is, what mast cell activation syndrome is, and what your hormones have to do with histamine. We want to talk about what your gut health needs to do in order to actually support this histamine and how you really need to consider this if you have conditions like PMS, period pain, acne, and endometriosis and what you can do. What are the things you can do to support this? So this episode is for any woman dealing with PMS or any immune histamine responses like itchy, puffy, swollen, swelling, allergy type of reactions. So let's dive into this incredible connection. um, so you can become even more body literate about how your hormones work and use them to your advantage and get rid of any of the unpleasant symptoms. All right. So histamine can be playing a huge role in your hormones. And most people have no idea about this. And a lot of times for my clients getting their histamine under control is like the biggest game changer when it comes to the most advanced PMS symptoms. So what the heck is histamine? Cuz you're probably like, I think I know what that is. I know what an antihistamine is, but I'm not sure what histamine is. So histamine is not a bad thing in and of itself, much like bacteria and yeast aren't necessarily bad. They're, you know, commensal to the human body, but it's when things get out of balance that we become, you know, intolerant to certain things. So too much histamine is when we see like a histamine intolerance. And it can be responsible for a lot of symptoms. And a lot of these symptoms tend to pop up right around the week before your period. So I'm talking about headaches, fatigue, bloating, itching, insomnia, irritability, and gut issues. Um, This can also happen at your mid-cycle around ovulation. So histamine is actually in our body to help. And what happens is when your body is exposed to an allergen, say dust, for example, or pollen, your body will trigger a histamine response. And that histamine response is there to thin out the red blood vessels. And that is so there is a pathway for your immune system's white blood cells to get to the problem area. The The trigger, um, really isn't the the problem necessarily. It's like a buildup of the histamine or the ability to process histamine that becomes the problem. So the histamine response when there's too much is, you know, itchy, puffy, swollen, swelling, allergies. And that's why, you know, an antihistamine like Benadryl can really help when we're having a histamine response or why Claritin is used, things like that for, for allergies So when the body creates too much histamine or it can't clear it out, that's what histamine intolerance means. And then there's this other thing that we hear a lot about when it comes to histamine, and that's called MCAS. This is Mast Cell Activation Syndrome, MCAS. And that is a more serious or extreme version of histamine, and it can cause massive swelling. I have a dear friend, a fun- functional practitioner, Kim K. She was actually on the podcast a while back. And Kim has MCAS. She has MACAS. And with her mast cell activation syndrome, when she gets triggered and exposed to an excessive allergen response, her entire face can swell up. And she can really look like, you know, someone inflated her like a balloon because she just has this massive response. And then I don't believe that I have um, macus, But... Uh, Before I knew better and before I understood what triggered histamine, I did sadly end up with 15 canker sores. So what happened was I had a histamine reaction in my mouth and it turned into some sores. basically the hives turned into these canker sores and I was unable to talk or eat or see my clients. And it was definitely one of the most painful experiences ever. And this was way before I knew anything about histamine. So I was totally freaked out because I thought, what is causing this? Then I realized it was a histamine response. So how is this related to our hormones and how can we, you know, help ourselves? So this isn't something that we deal with all the time. So histamine, unfortunately, is upregulated by estrogen. So estrogen, as you guys have heard me say a bajillion times, peaks at ovulation. And that is why so many women with histamine intolerance experience these horrible symptoms at ovulation. And that's a total bummer, right? Because ovulation is meant to be this joyous time where you feel on top of the world. Um, and then you get this histamine response. So histamine also is going to be an issue around ovulation because it's going to also lower something called DAO. I talked about this on the last podcast about menstrual migraines. So estrogen down regulates DAO, which is the enzyme that breaks down histamine. So you've got estrogen kind of working against you in two ways by estrogen pushing up the histamine and at the same time pushing down the enzyme we have in place to actually break down that histamine. So if you are someone who gets a big histamine response right at ovulation, you might want to consider the fact that there's either too much estrogen or something else at play that we'll talk about in a little bit to do with your gut health. So Okay, let's look a little bit broader because we, I, you know me, I love to talk about gut health, right? (laughs) So, gut health always needs to be considered when we're thinking about our periods and our hormones, especially in relationship to this histamine conversation, because our gut health is the house of our immune system, right? And let's look at the case of endometriosis. So, we know that endo, uh, endometriotic lesions contain a higher number of mast cells, and that those can, in and of themselves, contribute to pain. And they can even be causing the abnormal immune response that is at the core of endometriosis. Okay. So that means that those individual lesions with endometriosis could be causing this abnormal response, right? This abnormal reaction and release of histamine, making everything worse for people dealing with endometriosis. And so when this happens, a lot of times what what is a subsequent reaction to it is that it could be involved in a heavy period because that those mast cells not only release histamine, but they're also going to release something called heparin, which is a blood thinner. And blood thinners can also increase our menstrual flow, okay? So this is all connected. And when we think about the ultimate trigger, right, for histamine response, it's got to go back to the immune system, which means we've got to go back to gut health. So because the gut is where the immune system is seated, is held, um, addressing histamine without doing a stool test and addressing your gut health is a huge misstep. So leaky gut and intestinal dysbiosis, which we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum on the podcast, are key, key, key factors to addressing your overactive immune system, and that includes your histamine intolerance. So if you're dealing with things like estrogen dominance, acne, period pain, PMS, heavy periods, endometriosis, and you haven't done a stool test and looked at your gut health, then it might be time to do that, right? Because we know that that's what could be a big trigger for you. So what else can you do? Maybe you don't have the money right now to run a stool test and that's totally okay. There's so many other things that we can do to put you in the driver's seat. So the first thing that's first, if you know for sure that you are having this histamine response, you can remove or reduce histamine containing foods and triggering foods. So there's foods that actually contain histamine and there's other foods that actually will trigger the release of those histamines in our body. And so it doesn't mean that you have to you know, completely go off the deep end and do all these things and remove all these foods. Um, I think it's, it's great to think about it as a short-term solution. Removing all these foods for a long-term could be very damaging because they're very healthy foods for us, right? So we, we really want to just think about these in a, a way to support the reaction to histamine, maybe not for forever and ever. So let's go through the list of histamine-containing foods. I'm so sorry. Right off at the top of the list, we got to look at alcohol and especially things like beer and wine, right? Of course, fermented foods are going to cause histamine. Bone broth, interestingly enough, is another one that is high in histamine. And you've probably heard really good things about bone broth, but for some people, bone broth can be a huge trigger for histamine. And then the fermented foods would include pickles, smoked meats, sauerkraut. Again, usually a very positive food for your gut health. But when we have an overactive immune system and we have a histamine response, fermented foods could be a trigger for us. So it can be an idea to take them out for a short period of time while we work on healing the gut other ways. Along with that, I'm sorry to burst this bubble for people too, but cheese and dairy is very high in histamine. And then dried fruits, apricots, dates, prunes, figs, raisins, those are all high histamine foods. Canned fish, which are also a superfood, like wild caught sardines and mackerel, usually so good for us, but they do contain quite a lot of histamine. And kind of along that same vein is the smoked fish, right? like smoked salmon, lox, things like that, very high in histamine. And then also things like Sausage, hot dogs, and salami are all really high histamine. And then soured breads, things like um, pumpernickel, coffee cakes that are made with large amounts of yeast. you got to be careful for those. And then some really strange ones. Okay, we've got spinach, tomatoes, eggplant, mushrooms, avocado, and then vinegar. Anything containing vinegar like salad dressings and ketchups and chili sauces, uh, all of those could trigger a histamine response. So we just have to be mindful as to what are these foods? How much am I having? Is it histamine breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Maybe we can remove you know, two of those big categories for a time period and feel a little bit better. Um, and then the histamine-releasing foods, some of them are the same, like alcohol, but also bananas, chocolate, eggs, fish, milk, papayas, pineapple, shellfish, strawberries, and tomatoes, are all histamine-releasing foods. So if you're like eating, <laughs> I don't know, a pound of bananas and then you're having chocolate as a dessert and then you had egg- eggs for breakfast and then you had you know, two avocados with lunch, you could really set yourself up to you know, have a adverse reaction to histamine. So again, removing all these foods long periods of time, definitely not something that I would personally suggest to a client, but short periods of time to get the symptom under control could be very useful so that your life isn't completely taken over by this histamine response. Okay, so we've gone through the foods, and then there's a couple of supplements that you could discuss with your physician about this. So the two that come to mind that are the most well-supported in the literature is B6 and DAO. So B6 is going to help the enzyme DAO And that enzyme is what we have in our body naturally to break down histamine in the body. Some people have a genetic SNP in their DAO enzyme, making it genetically difficult for them to break down histamine. And so long-term supplementation with DAO directly can be helpful for those people. Um, B6 can also be helpful long-term depending on the person. And then also, really cool, some probiotics have been specifically designed very recently to support our gut in breaking down histamines. I am actually putting together a whole supplement suite to support with histamine because I know that this is one of those that's really, really tricky. So you can definitely check the link uh, in in, in the show notes and into the blog on the She Talks Health website for a discounted supplement bundle to help with histamine. But of course, always just discussing that with your doctor before you move forward and purchasing something so that you know you're doing the best thing for your body. Now, what else? Okay, we talked about the foods, we talked about the supplements, but say you feel you really need to go deeper, you can definitely look into testing, right? You guys know me, test, don't guess, if you can afford it, because the thing is, sometimes we can just guess at things and then we spend more money and more time being frustrated. So getting a GI maps stool test and a Dutch complete would be two factors to consider. The reason is, is that a GI maps is the stool test that would determine any imbalances in the gut. So the more of an imbalance in bacteria, which is called dysbiosis, and the more leaky the gut Presents, then the more likely your immune system is to be freaking out (laughs) and releasing histamine and maybe needing some love in the gut department. And additionally, the GI MAPS has one marker called beta glucuronidase. And beta glucuronidase is a really good marker to consider when it comes to histamine because it's going to track how well. Your gut or your phase three detoxification process is doing. And that is going to be the part where we actually release and poop out the excess of toxins and excessive hormones. The higher the number of beta glucuronidase in the stool on the GI maps, the greater chance that you have estrogen dominance. And remember what I said, too much estrogen can peak that histamine. And in case you need like a visceral, like real story, I have a client who, when she first came to me, she had gone out unknowingly. This was in the first week we started working together. She had cheese, she had bread, she had wine. She ended up getting sick for two weeks. And the primary issue that she had was a migraine, which can be a histamine response. And when we ran her GI maps and her Dutch, which I'll talk about in a second, we found out she was super, super, super estrogen dominant. And so all through the second half of her, her cycle, where her estrogen was supposed to be lower than her progesterone, her hormones were flipped. And it was causing her to have this two-week-long migraine and histamine response. So it really, really, really does matter to get the right information for your body. Because for her, it was a combination of dysbiosis and bacteria in the gut and her hormones. So let's talk about the Dutch Complete. So the Dutch Complete is a hormone test, and that looks at a lot of hormones. But the two that are most relevant for histamine intolerance would be those progesterones and estrogens we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. So you can also, if you're not sure what those are, go back a couple of podcasts ago when we talked about the importance of estrogen and progesterone in the body. But what what we'd be looking for in the Dutch is we'd want to see if estrogen was too high, like it was in my client, or if progesterone was just too low. And if there was that trigger for the, the hike in histamine. So a lot of women deal with this too much estrogen in the second half of their cycle, which triggers histamine, PMS, and all of those puffy, swollen, uncomfortable histamine responses. So if you know you you take the histamine foods out and you know you maybe you add some supplements that your doctor says are okay and you're still suffering. You know, it might be an idea to then look a little bit deeper, right? That's when we have to think maybe it's worth it to test and don't guess. And that is why uh, we created, Kylie and I created a separate, you know, business just for the gut and hormone connection and we created the empower her program because we know some people really do need the Dutch and the GI map testing. So you can always join that waitlist to learn more about it. It's wwwsophieandkyleencom forward slash empower her, where we run both of those tests. And that might be something that you want to look into um, in the future, but I hope it doesn't even come to that. I hope this podcast gave you All the information you need to deal with those histamine responses from the PMS to the brain fog, the fatigue and the headaches to the bloating, itching, insomnia and irritability and any gut issues. I hope that these tips really help you and that you understand why this is happening to you more. So it has been my pleasure to share all of this with you. And until next time, you can find me on Instagram at SheTalksHealth. Talk to you later, everybody. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the she Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at she Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.